Well, hi, welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about how following Jesus leads us to live different than the world around us. I'm Dan Franklin. I'm here with Andy Watson, our pastor of worship here at LBF Church. How's it going? It's great. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about because we've been in this Stronghold series as a church currently as, as we're recording this. And one of our desires and something that I appreciate that you've brought up a lot is the the goal of this series is not just that as Christians, we get answers that we can use to combat secular people who are coming at us, but that we deal with strongholds in our lives that are keeping us from the closeness with Jesus that we want. Mm. Um, the goal is not the vindication of our intellectual faith. The goal is to walk with Jesus and experience his power in us. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to talk kind of about our lives and also about some scriptural truths about what it looks like for us to try to deal with these strongholds and just walk day by day with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so I thought what, I, what I'd start, and we both can kind of talk about this, um, what do you think are some of the things that make it so difficult, even for those of us that feel like we're really all in, but just so difficult to walk with Jesus in a way that we really experience the change and the growth that we want. Yeah. I think this is one of the biggest things um, in in living out our faith as believers. Um, we all we all want to mature, right? We want to get to that point where it's like, ah, I've got it all figured out. But the realization that it's this lifelong journey of getting there. And uh, honestly, I... I, I've talked to you a little bit about this yeah. book before. This this book, Lifetime Guarantee, is has been just um, so foundational in um, in kind of this approach of living out the Christian life. And for for a long time, my father in law tried to get me to read it, and I was just like, I'm not going to read this. This looks like the jankiest book I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, you should never judge a book by its cover. I right. guess this would be um, because man, I just want to read a little bit. Um, in his introduction, uh, Dr. Bill Gillum, he says, the problem is um, that you have that you have yet to discover that the Christian life is not difficult to live. It's impossible to live. Mm. There it is in a nutshell. God never intended that you be able to live the Christian life at all. The harder you try to live your life for God, the more frustrated you'll become. But hold the phone. That is precisely the position of weakness and desperation from which the Holy Spirit wants to teach you the reason Jesus came into you. And so this idea of, man, I, I'm a good person. I'm going to try in my own strength um, to do the right thing. I'm going to just make sure that I pray, that I read my Bible, that um, I make good choices, that I, that I don't push too far. And the Lord has certainly had me on a journey of, of being broken, of, of saying it's not just about Andy living out of his flesh, out of his giftings, out of um, you know who he thinks he is and his upbringing. Um, because you know, for the longest time, my story, my testimony was never this big, I've gone off and I've done drugs and I've been in prison and just, um, no, I've, I've, I don't have those big regrets or, or things in my life that, um, would separate me, but man, God has revealed to me, um, just areas in my life of needing to be broken and self-reliance. And, and ultimately, you know, I, I want to be at a point of just saying, Jesus, it's you living through me. You know, uh, Galatians 2.20 yeah. is it's just one of those verses that's just been so powerful 
in my life. And it says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. And so this idea that, you know, when I, I start my day, um, a lot of times it's when I'm brushing my teeth. Mm. It's just this act of, Lord Jesus, you're, you're living through me. And even right now, I'm just, the simple things, I'm going to just trust that it's you living through me so that when bigger things rise up, I can trust. I don't know, does that reson any of this resonate yeah. with you? Well, or? no, I, I, and I think what, what you highlight is, is probably like the right starting point of this question mm. of saying why are not more of us doing this is just to say this is not something that, you know, this is not something that Jesus is saying, all right, I've given you the marching orders, now leave mm -hmm. and do this stuff. Um, you know, even when he said to his disciples and talking about the Holy Spirit in, in kind of John 14 through 17, where he's saying, I'm no longer going to be here in flesh and blood with you on earth, but you're going to have another helper. Mm -hmm. And that even says, it's good that I'm leaving because the helper is going to yeah. come. And so the idea that we're not just given marching orders to leave God and do a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, this was one of the things that I just wrote in my notes in preparing for this conversation is saying, some of the most transformative seasons in my life have been when, I'm when I've really embraced that um, in the things that feel daunting to me, Jesus is not saying, go do this. Jesus is saying, let's do this. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've, I've tried to be vulnerable and talk about, like, I, I don't like conflict, which is not because I don't like displeasing people. That's why a lot of people don't like conflict. Mm. It's because I don't like drama. Mm. I want my life to be smooth right. and undisrupted. And so every time I have to have a conflict with someone, I'm like, oh, this might make my life complicated. Yeah. And the number of times I've been sitting in my office or about to make the phone call or waiting for the meeting and just been saying, I, I just want to be anywhere but but here. Mm. Um, I just feel like I've had this image. And it, somebody once sort of gave me the, this image to hold on to, that it's almost like I'm, I'm like in this bunker looking at the fight that I'm about to have to engage in as a, as a, um, as a soldier, and that Jesus is right there on my shoulder being like, we're going to go do this. Yeah. And that for me, the idea mm. that that Jesus is with us doing this. Yeah. And again, not just with us, but that through the Spirit, God is in us yeah. doing this. Um, we can never get to where we long to be and where God longs for us to be if we're thinking, I can sort of do this with minimal disruption to my life yeah. by just changing a few habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, one of the the ways that I have engaged with this whole topic is the idea of striving versus abiding. Hmm. Um, you know, for a lot a lot of my life, it's just striving to do the right thing. It's being disciplined. And it's not that I'm saying all discipline is bad, right. but it's am I doing this from a place of, of resting in the Lord and spending time with Him, worshiping Him? It's, it's a lot of the same things, praying and, and spending time reading His Word, but just trusting that through that, he's going to equip me, empower me to do the things he's calling me to do and, and trusting him for the outcomes. Mm. Like not, no matter what happens, good or bad, like, Lord, I've been faithful to let you live through me. Um, I've humbled myself. And I mean, there's, there are some days I do that better than others. <laughs> I wish it was a consistent thing, but I feel like it's, 
on a traje trajectory of yeah. moving in the right direction. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm curious. I thought, um, as you said, because I'm similar to you and where I, I don't have the testimony that's going to, somebody's going to make a movie out of, right. you know, um, but we both have experienced God doing things in our lives that we could look at and say that never would have happened without mm -hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, it, either things in our lives that have been areas of growth and victory that God's brought, mm -hmm. or even things that God has done through us as, as we've looked to serve him that we've said, I don't yeah. have the power to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess, I don't know if this is a two-pronged question. Maybe the first one is just, what are some of the things that you've seen God do over those years? And how did you experience the, the abiding, the walking with him as, as the ways that those changes and that growth happened? I think there are many areas in my life that I could talk to. Um, you know, obviously a big one is marriage and mm. just being married to Laura and how this is played out in our relationship and, and just the intimacy that we've experienced as we've kind of leaned into the Lord more and allowed him to live through us and, and the way that looks like in, in forgiveness and, and, um, in, in ways of loving each other sacrificially, um, but doing it in such a different place than um, what I'm owed or, or yeah. what I can get out of this, but just trusting that I'm doing this because this is what you've called me to. And just, yeah, the level of intimacy that we've grown to and the closeness has been a real blessing um, for sure. Yeah. And I think it is, it, like you said, sometimes it's hard like I, I, in my mind, try to do the what ifs, like what would I be like if I wasn't a believer? Mm. And there are times where I feel like I do get a glimpse and I don't know if I'm right, yeah. but I, but I do just tend to think like, I think I would be a really, really angry, bitter person mm. um, because I've seen e even as a believer in my life, the, the propensity, especially when I was a young man towards bitterness, mm. like if I felt wronged or slighted, yeah. it consumed me. I mean, it was like I could think about nothing else other than trying to get vindicated, have these, mm. you know, fantasy arguments in my head where I'm always winning against the guy who did me wrong mm. and just realizing, my goodness, like what, what would that have been like mm. if not, because that's somebody that at least at the, at the very least has the Holy Spirit. You could argue like to what degree during those times was I filled with the Holy Spirit right. and really walking with him. But a person that has the Holy Spirit and has that restraining in my life, mm. um, what would I be like where I, I do, like I, I have plenty of issues that I'm still working through today, but it's weird to look at it in my mid-40s and say like bitterness is not a mark of who I am. Yeah. But man, in my 20s, even as a believer, I think friends kind of knew like, yeah, mm. like Dan's great, but yeah. if, if you do something wrong to him, mm. like watch out for yeah. what's going to happen. In those times in your 20s, did you ask the Lord to take that away? Or what did no, that look like? No, because I thought I was right. Mm. I mean, that's a weird one. You know, like battles with lust or battles with cowardice, I think have been things that all my life I've looked at and said, like, I know that's horrific and destructive. God, mm. please take my desire either for cowardice or for lust away. But I, I think part of the trapping is that while I kind of knew... It wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. um, I was just convinced that I was right, yeah. and so it was. It was a bigger blind spot, I think, in that sense that I wasn't as actively engaged in the fight. Mm 
And it took a really painful event where with a, with a church that I was employed at, um, I think to bring it to just how much that had a hold on me, which I didn't like, but uh, in retrospect, I think like, yeah, I think God directed some of those events because that had to be Mm. dealt with on my part. And I had to see just how ugly and how much I was mastered by that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's odd looking at those things and trying to see because we do see the power of the Holy Spirit and thinking about that. I mean, certainly during COVID, there have been people that I've looked at and it's been easy for me to see like, that's exactly how I would be handling this if I wasn't a Christian. Like I would be you. And I'm looking at this right now saying, gosh, thank God, because Mm. it's not helping anyone. And that person is, is gonna be consumed with, you know, bitterness and anger and they're going to isolate themselves from friends yeah i think just also um man the beauty of relying on the power of the holy spirit is trusting that on the journey he's gonna do things in our lives at the time he wants to um there have certainly been things that i'm like man i wish you would take this away now or or do that but just in retrospect, seeing actually, no, I'm going to give you the grace to walk through this valley or through this season um, so that you're more dependent and relying on me than on yourself. Um, it feels like, you know, in a um, desire to mature, there we just sometimes want the Lord to take things yeah. from us, but he doesn't always do that. No. I wish he would. Um, but trusting that his 10,000 foot view, um, is, is better than my view. And he's going to want me to walk with him, um, on a day by day basis. You know, we talk about, give us our daily bread, not our our bread for the year or or whatever (laughs) it might be, which might be easier. Like, I'm just going to pray this one time and and be good. Yeah. And I think in, in trying to take it, cause I think you're a hundred percent right. And, and God brings, if we're gonna learn to walk with God, it's gonna be on the narrow road. It's gonna yeah. be that that difficult road. And trials don't guarantee that we're gonna grow, but yeah. man, there's such an opportunity to grow. Um, and I've heard—I don't remember who I first heard say it—but um, you know, in uh, in John three, when Jesus talks about being born of the Spirit, he relates the Spirit to wind. And yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure in the Hebrew, but I know in the Greek, it's it's the same word—the word of wind. Um, so somebody once said, uh, I can't control the work of the Holy Spirit, but I can put up my sail. Mm. And that to me was a really powerful image. And just as you were talking about before that there are things that sometimes we call spiritual disciplines and sometimes we can look at it and be like, I did my disciplines and they just become the thing. But if we look at different things in our lives and say, this is how I'm putting up the sail. Yeah. Um, maybe you can just start and say, what are some ways that you feel like you try to, mm. on a regular basis, put up that sail yeah. so that you're prepared and making yourself available? Um, you know, I think a lot of it starts with worship for me, mm. especially as a worship leader. It can be easy to, to do things um, just to, out of my skill set and my gifting, um, but having the right heart to lead worship is, man, am I spending time with the Lord worshiping on my own? Um, recently, a, a good example, Laura and I have just had on our hearts to pray 
more together, but also just within the context of our church. And Monday nights, we've been gathering at the worship center at 7 p.m. for anyone who wants to join, just as an open time and saying, Lord, we're here, use us. Um, we want to see you move. We want to see you speak to us. We we want to see the things that we read about in um, the New Testament, specifically in Acts, um, in the early church, mm. that man, God hasn't changed. Yeah. And so I believe um, he still wants to be present with us. And, and what does that look like? We're not sure. But taking that step of faith, it can be easy just to, to not do those things. And, and so th- that's a, a good example of recently how it's feeling like stepping out into that. Yeah, yeah, making yourself available, saying, yeah. God, you know, which we've, we're certainly not the first to talk about it, but I mean, in our culture, we don't have a lot of quiet. We, yeah. we fill noise in with, with every moment. So to mm-hmm. have times that we're, that we're either on our own or with a group of other believers, which yeah. is awesome saying, God, we want to hear, we want to yeah. respond we want to see what it is that you have to say to us and how you're going to direct us. One of the resources that has been pretty beneficial in my life is um, by John Eldridge. He put together this thing called the daily prayer. And um, it it's a prayer that just kind of, um, it starts by saying, um, basically, I love you. I come to you, Jesus, to be restored in you, renewed in you, to receive all the grace and the mercy that I so desperately need this day. And it it goes on just to list the different things about our identity in Christ and then equipping us for the spiritual battle against the enemy and um, putting on the armor of the Lord. And man, that has just been so powerful um getting to do that and it's not something that i do every day but most days i would say um i pray part of that prayer um, yeah as i begin my day and i think you know the way we begin our day points us on a trajectory for the rest 100%. of the day i don't know has that been your yeah experience? you know and and i know for for both of us as pastors sometimes you have people come and and they'll say I like to read the Bible in the afternoon or at night. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? And you know, for me, I'm always like, yes, like yeah. more of scripture is better than no mm-hmm. scripture. But I agree a hundred percent. And I think we we do we see it in the model of Jesus. We see it in different Psalms that talk about early. I see sometimes it's translated earnestly, but mm-hmm. the literal Hebrew will be early I yeah. seek you. So I mean, for me, uh how we start the day, as you said, is huge. And starting it, starting a a lie saturated world with the truth of yeah. Jesus. Um, and for me, I've, you know, I, I'm a good reader. Like mm-hmm. just, I read lots. Yeah. Um, I like praying for me is where a lot of the battlefield is. Mm-hmm. Like I want to read, I could read the Bible and other stuff all day. Yeah. Um, I, I almost never want to pray. Mm-hmm. And it like it, I feel bad saying that because yeah. like, I know like, Jesus loves me and God wants to hear from me, you know, by his grace, not because I'm anything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just in my flesh, and I feel like it's an area where, you know, the enemy just knows mm-hmm. he can he can keep me from it. Um, and I have a hard time praying if I'm just sitting somewhere. And so I pretty much, I, well, every morning, at least once a day, I go for a walk. Yeah. And there's something about, you know, just even the language of the Bible about, you know, walk with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you already quoted from Galatians. Galatians 5 talks a lot about walking by the Spirit. Yeah. And then towards the end of it, I think it's in verse 26, 
that Paul says, keep in step with yeah. the Spirit, which is which says mm. that the Spirit's going somewhere. Right. That the idea is not sort of like, all right, well, we're going to walk with the Spirit in terms of saying, Spirit, come with me where I'm going. It's like yeah. the Spirit's, you know, when there's that person I don't want to have the conversation with because it might bring drama into my life, I'm like, the Spirit's going there. And he's like, you coming? Yeah. Like, you going to keep in step? So for me, one of the, and and I'll, I have kind of a routine with those walks and in ways that I pray in particular for my family mm. and in ways like all often, I did this this morning, I prayed through as far as I could tell every element of the day, yeah. you know, where I was sort of like, you know, father, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to the gym with Troy, help me to be a blessing to him, you know, mm. and then, you know, all right, I, I know I'm going to do some sermon prep, so please guide me in all that I do and that it wouldn't be just about facts and figures yeah. and then you know, I, I know I'm going to have lunch with my friend Mike, and then I know that I'm going to have a meeting with this couple, and I know I'm going to record a podcast yeah. with Andy, and I know I'm going to meet with the teacher training mm. crew, and just trying to pray through each element of that, which to me, mm. then later on in the day when I'm doing those elements, I feel like they've already in my heart and mind in a way been sort of like set apart as this yeah. is this is not just me doing my job or hanging mm. with my kids. This is me doing something that I've brought to God to say yeah. I want these things to be fruitful and good mm. um and it's just i feel it on the days that that either i don't really get in the full experience because i'm kind of rushed or in days that i don't do it yeah um starting the day is huge and then now for me you've kind of talked about it in a couple things there are moments usually in each day where i feel the sort of I could do something uncomfortable for Jesus or I could totally justify not doing it. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be objective sin for me just to say like, nah. Mm -hmm. And so many times those are the moments where I just feel like if, if I say yes mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit in those things that might seem small, like just like, hey, send a text to that person. Yeah. Or sometimes when I'm leaving um, on Sunday uh, after services and I'm like, I'm tired, I just want to go home. And then I see somebody that's still there I feel like the spirit is saying, go talk to them. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to, I'm yeah. hungry. Um, man, when, it, when I do, I just know I'm experiencing God's work within me oh, yeah. because I'm yielding to him in ways right. that I haven't before. Totally. Yeah. There's some times recently um, I've been on, I like to ride my bike and, yeah. and do that a lot with my boys and just the opportunities that the Lord has opened up in, um, some writing times with different people, man, just getting to know people and, and, and share the gospel. We've been doing a, a weekly group ride and, um, man, just, yeah, getting to love these guys and share the good news of Jesus, but it, it's kind of stepping out, right? It's easier yeah. not to do that stuff or, or to pray for people or, or, yeah, take that step of faith. It's easier just to back, back down. But I think the Lord has been pushing me in those areas of just stepping out and just, man, when we think about um, the opportunity that we have to, to love someone and to show them the Lord, uh, maybe share with them uh, something that the Lord may have put on our heart for them, um, if, man, that can totally just change eternity essentially i yeah. believe that um i was reading a friend of of laura's um their son ha has um suffered from leukemia and um the dad and the son were at a concert and it was a christian worship concert and at the concert there was a group of ladies there and at the end of the night they were um 
they they hadn't met them, but they just said, "Hey, I feel like the the Lord has a a word for you that your son is going to be okay." And it was just wow. like I literally read it and I broke down in tears. Like that's the stuff I want to be a part of, yeah. you know. And I, and I, and I believe that the Lord can speak, and and so just really pushing into that more. Yeah, yeah, because you got to imagine. And and again, we don't know, but for the person who said that. They might have gone through that entire in, e, internal battle. Oh yeah. Like we sometimes when we're on, we're on the receiving end, we just say that's just a person that does that all the time. Yeah. It's like who's to know? That person might have been like, "Don't do it. This is stupid." Well, no, I should. And went back and yeah. forth, and decided to listen to the spirit, mm-hmm. and brought a transforming, healing. Oh my goodness. Thing through just that one, because I know I've been on. I remember one time when I was a youth pastor receiving a letter where I was just. I was very discouraged Mm. and I thought I was doing just a poor job as a youth. Like I just, and I got a letter from, from the father of a girl who for just a few months had been in the area and been a part of our group before she went back home. And it just was, I mean, I 20 years later can still remember exactly how I felt in receiving that. Mm. And so I, yeah, I just think it's such a true thing that often those are things like, God wants to speak. The Spirit wants to speak. Yeah. So who knows what percentage of the ways that the Spirit is prompting us is just to say, say something yeah. here. Totally. And I, I want to he- hear that still small voice more. Yeah. And if I'm distracted more, it's harder for me to hear that. And so how do we push into that more? Yeah. How do we um, yeah, learn? Like Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice yeah. and they know me. And and so he, he wants to speak to us. And so that's, yeah, that I would say recently that's an area that I've really been wanting to um, dive into more and step out in faith. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be, and um, but it's good. It's worth it. It is. And that may even just be as, as we're thinking, you know, congregation members or whoever's listening to this, um, you know, that, that, you know, of course, we, we want everybody in the scripture. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I start my day and end my day by reading the Bible and yeah. it's, awesome. I used to just start my day with it. Now I'm like, Mm. I was stupid all these years. This should be on (laughs) both sides of the day. Um, You know, we want people involved in the life of the church and involved with other believers and all of that. But especially in our noisy world, it's like, gosh, like the the most important thing for each of us may just be to say, what is the time of the day that you actually are able to have some level of quietness before God? And have time to pray to him what's on your heart because i think mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even know what's on our hearts right and then actually to have the time to pause and reflect and see what god might bring up to us yeah. just to say you know for me that's walks that could be bike rides yeah. that that could be a quiet room that you just love to be in um but where we would just say you know jesus had those early mornings that he got away from everyone. Yeah. And and sometimes people didn't want him to do that right. because they thought there were more pressing things. But Jesus spending that time and modeling that for us. It's like if the Son of God needed that, how desperately do we need oh, that? Oh my goodness. Where where we yeah, where we are we are not born with uh some of the advantages of not having ever sinned. Right. Um yeah, it's it's a powerful thing to think about. And as you said before, it's this is this is a lifelong thing. Yeah. This is day by day. This is lifelong, not arriving, but still being able to look back and see the way that God has worked for us along the way. And I think that this is the abundant life mm-hmm. that Jesus talks about. Hundred percent. 
Yeah. Well, this is good. Obviously, this is just like it's a lifelong thing. It's an ongoing conversation. It'd be yeah. great for any of you listening to talk about in life groups, to talk yeah. about, you know, uh, me and a friend were talking about the fact that it's like when we get together these days, we spend a lot of time talking about COVID. Like, what if instead of that, we were talking about how do we walk with the spirit? How do oh, we yeah. experience this? So that's part of my encouragement. Um, and, and also, thanks for taking the time to watch and to listen. Um, this will probably be something that we revisit at some point in a future podcast episode. But we'd love comments, questions, thoughts, ways that you've seen God work or ways that you've put up the sale that you've really seen God work through. Um, you can watch all these podcasts on YouTube, or you can just go to lbf.church and find different resources. Um, Andy, thanks so much for being bet, here for man. this. Thank you for uh, asking. Absolutely. Um, and thank you guys for listening and watching, and uh, we'll see you next time on The Christian Contrast.